As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, good evening. All right, look, you're ready to hear from the Lord tonight. Are you excited? God, don't you love Wednesday nights? It comes quick though, doesn't it? <laughs> I tell you, I'd be preparing. I'm like, good Lord, it's like I'm always preparing. <laughs> um, so, but I, I love it. I, me and Sheldon was talking about it today. I would do rather do nothing else than teach. And I tell you, because whenever you teach, you are being taught. And I tell you what the Lord has showed me. Wow, this is good. These series of lessons have been amazing. Um, so we're going to pick it right up tonight. And we're going to be talking about, Lovest thou me, feed my sheep. But we're going to be talking about Peter today. And when Jesus asked him this question. So if you would stand with me in reverence to God's word. We're going to look at John chapter 21. We're going to look at verse 15 to 19. John chapter 21 verse 15 to 19. Are we there? I still hear the pages. You don't hear that too many, that, too too much today. But he's electronic Bible. <laughs> hey, I got one too, <laughs> and I love it too. <laughs> All right, here we go. It says, "So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, pay attention, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these?" He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. And he said again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whether thou wouldest. 
But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whether thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. Father God, it's once again that we come. Lord, just thank you for this privilege and this opportunity to look into your word tonight. Lord God, our prayer is that you prepare our heart to receive your word. And let they not see the messenger, but the message. For it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Whoa, we got some visitors that popped in. Look at there. They didn't even tell me they were coming. Look at there, my wife. She knew I was going to acknowledge her. Hey there, Tanya. <laughs> well, the title of night is, Lovest Thou Me? You know, whenever I read this, I always say, man... Peter denied the Lord how many times? And we always say we would not do that. But Peter was put under some pressure that night where he denied the Lord three times. And we want to jump on that boy and say, why did he do it? He was there with Jesus. Why did he deny him? Well, there's many reasons. Fear. We did a whole lesson on fear. Fear of man bringeth a snare. We have to get to the point that we don't care what man can do to us. We will do what Christ says do. And many a times, if we're following Christ, it means our life. And that's what Jesus wanted Peter to see here. You know, it's the beginning of the year. A lot of people are making a lot of New Year's resolutions or New Year's promises. How many people done broke theirs? <laughs> exactly. If you don't make them, you don't break them. Well, Peter had made a promise to the Lord that, hey, I'll never forsake you. But he did. Jesus said, before the cock crows thrice... You were going to deny me. And that's what happens here. But I like this reading because the Lord is talking to Peter and getting him back in line. Whenever we talk about the love of Christ, it's a supreme love. Whenever the Bible repeats itself, it means that we need to pay attention. One thing I want you to know here is that he did not call him Peter. He called him Simon. So he put him back to where he started from. That is so important how the Lord addressed you. He said, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Well, what are these these? I kept reading this. We can really never be sure what these these are. <laughs> these these are. That's English for you. But the gist of the matter is, he wanted Peter to say that he loved him more than anything else. That's the key. So the these does not matter. 
Jesus Christ wants the supreme position in your life. It's got to be Him or nothing. Is that clear? It's got to be Him or nothing. So, these, these can mean a lot of things. Some suggest it was fishing. Some suggest it was the other disciples. But I get to the conclusion it does not matter. He was just simply asking, Am I first in your life? I want you to think about your life. What part of your life you still haven't surrendered to the Lord? You're still holding it back and say, no, that's not for you. You can't have this part of my life. I, I submit to you, Jesus is asking you the same question. Loveth thou me more than these? And then Peter responds, but listen to the first reply that Jesus gave. He says, feed my lambs. Wow. What are lambs? There you go, Nancy. Say it. Baby sheep. So he was telling Peter this, is that in the church or the body of Christ, there are going to be baby Christians that are not mature. And he wants you to be delicate with them. Sometimes when we go to work, we'll beat up baby lambs, but God loves them. And he wants Peter to feed them and be gentle. And many a times in the scripture you say, he said, I wanted to give you some meat, but I had to give you the milk. Because you couldn't handle the word, it would have choked you. You ever been there? I know I was, I've been reading a study of God's word for a long time. I told you when I started, I got the book, I'm like, where's the pictures at? And then I couldn't understand it. Like, what's going on here? But the more I got into it, the Lord revealed what I needed at the time. And this is what he was saying. Lambs, you have to give them milk that they may grow. Matter of fact, the Bible says, and, and Peter, desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. So he wanted Peter to give them the word. Now, like I told you, Jesus wanted these lambs to be taken care of. Many a time in the scripture you'll see little children trying to come to Jesus. But what did the disciples do? <coughs> Try to stop them and put them away. But Jesus says no. Look at this scripture here. I think you'll like this one. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11. Look at this scripture. Isaiah 40, 11. Are we there? It says, He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. He wants Peter to teach the lambs so that they can grow up and one day they'll be able to be a productive Christian. 
So this is what we're talking about, the supreme love. He wanted Peter to know that he had to love him more than philo love. We hear that philo love, that's brotherly love. God was saying, hey, you have to love me with agape love. That's godly love. A lot of people say we love each other brotherly, but when rubber meets the road, it has to go beyond that. Is it agape love that we love like God? We love in spite of the way you're treating me, I'm still going to love you. So this is that supreme love that he is talking about. Now, the next thing that he talks to him about was he was committing the care of these lambs and the church of God into his hands. And I'll tell you that this just was not for Peter, but for us as well. Look at Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. It says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. God has purchased the church with his blood. And before he left, he left the church in the hands of pastors to lead the flock. As, the, as they follow him. So isn't that good to know that when Jesus left, he wanted to know that Peter would love the flock just like he did. Isn't that good to know? No. When you ever have a pastor that leads the flock and loves them just like Jesus loves them. So he gives the next charge here. The next verse, verse 16, he saith to him, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he told him this time to feed my sheep. Now this is talking about the more mature Christians, those that are strong in the word and have matured. Therefore, you need to feed them as well. Don't just be one-sided. You have to make sure you feed the lambs and you also feed the sheep. So God was concerned about both and he wanted to make sure Peter understood what he required. So we're talking about the supreme love of God here. So the next one and the third one was... On verse 17, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And then at the end, he simply says, feed my sheep. Signifying the importance of feeding the entire flock of God. Not just the young, not just the mature, 
but the entire flock of God. So he wants Peter to feed the entire flock of God. So the commission is simple. He charged them to feed them. And this feeding means to teach them, for the doctrine of the gospel is spiritual food. This is what he wanted Peter to give them. But also, not only that, he also wanted them to lead them to be the example. Not taking the oversight. Look at this scripture here. I think this is so important. And unfortunately, a lot of pastors get into this mode. They think they are lords over God's flock. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse 2 and 3. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2 and 3. Are we there? Listen to this. He said, Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof not by constraint, but willingly. Not for filthy lurker, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but get this, but being examples to the flock. He wanted Peter to be the example. Not just tell people what to do, show them. Sheep will follow you as you lead. We see a lot of people giving orders, but they yet themselves don't do it. That's not going to work. And then we see them trying to direct God's people with a whip and tell the people what to do. Instead of following God, he wants people to follow him. So Jesus was cautioning Peter about this. He said, feed my lamb, those young ones, immature Feed my sheep, those mature ones. And then he said, feed my sheep again, the flock that's around you. All of God people you come in contact with. Now, why did he ask him this three times? Well, the first one was to restore him to his apostleship. Now, he had repented of his abandonment. And now to renew his commission, both of his own satisfaction and the satisfaction of his brethren. And then secondly, it was designed to quicken him to be diligent at the office of apostleship. Peter was a man that was bold, zealous, always forward to speak and act. And God wanted him to continue that to lead the people. And thirdly, what Christ said to him, he said to all his disciples and charged them all that they should be fishers of men. Luke chapter 5 verse 10. Luke chapter 5 verse 10 says this. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, 
which were partnered with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Wow, what a charge. He is making sure that Peter loves him regardless, no matter what. It's not brotherly love, you've been hanging around me. You've already abandoned me. But now when he's asked him this three times, Peter sees that he must be fully committed unto Christ. And this is when he starts his ministry and go forward all out. Now, the next thing, verse 18, it's a suffering love. Let's look at verse 18. Let's see what verse 18 says here. Actually, before we do that, let me. Uh, I'm going to read this. It says, Jesus compares Peter's life to when he was young. He was able to go wherever he wanted to go, but when he was old, he's going to have to have some assistance. Now, this contrast couldn't be greater. One hand, he was a younger, and he was free to do whatever he wanted to, but because of his faithfulness to Christ, it leads him to his death. Jesus is telling Peter that he will one day face death by crucifixion. Following and proclaiming him. And the tradition has it that Peter was indeed crucified. But be of good courage. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 says this But as it is written I have not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man the thing which God hath prepared for them that love him wow is your love a suffering love for Christ? Anybody that know that's in the ministry know that you are going to suffer for following Christ. Is that right? There's a lot of things that you're going to have to give up for the cause of Christ. And God, Jesus Christ, was making sure that Peter was up to the task. Now, don't be mistaken here. Jesus knew that Peter was up to the task. This was for Peter, and no doubt for us, to make sure that we did not lose focus here. So this was definitely for Peter to see that he had to go all out, no matter what. Now, the Lord gave me this saying here this week, and I want you to get it. It says, you have not began your journey until you decided that there's no turning back. I want you to think about that. 
until you get to the point where there are to the point of no return, there is no turning back. If you still think you can turn back, you haven't started your journey. This is what he's telling Peter here. So, so that's the suffering love of Jesus that we're talking about. Now the next one is this, a submitting love. Verse 19. After all of this, he tells them what death he was going to die, and it was crucifixion. The next thing, he tells him two simple words. At the end of verse 19. Follow me. Don't worry what everybody else is doing. But you simply follow me. Because as we talked about before, there's going to be many going astray in these last days. They're going to be running after people with tickling ears, doctrines of devils. But God tells Peter, no matter what's going on, follow me. Are you willing to submit to Christ for everything? Or do you still want your way? I got a nice illustration here. Pay attention, I hope you get it. It says, The captain of a ship looked into the dark night and saw faint lights in the distance. Immediately he told his signalman to send a message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. Promptly a return message was received saying, Alter your course 10 degrees north. The captain was angered. He commanded, his command had been ignored. So he sent a second message, alter your course 10 degrees south. I am the captain. Soon another message was received, alter your course 10 degrees north. I am a seaman, third class Jones. That's pretty low. <laughs> and then immediately, the captain sent a third message knowing the fear it would evoke. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I am a battleship. Then the reply came, Alter your course 10 degrees north. I am a lighthouse. <laughs> Are you willing to submit? That's what it all boils down to. Are you going to submit to Jesus Christ and say, Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Like I said, we look at Peter and we get on Peter for denying Christ. But put yourself in that situation and ask yourself that question. I believe that Jesus is asking each one of us three times, Lovest thou me? More than these, feed my lamb. Lovest thou me, feed my sheep. And then again, lovest thou me, feed my sheep. Are you still holding back something in your life that God told you to let go? Do you love them enough to give them your all?
that's the question. The real love for Jesus involves supreme love. Loving Him above anything and anyone else. Suffering love. Being prepared to accept the consequences of living faithfully to Him. And I'm telling you right there, that's a lot. I see Shelton shaking his hand. That one right there will get you. Because you're going to have to make some decisions to stand for Him. It may not be what the crowd wants. But you must be about what God wants. He simply asks Peter to follow me. Not follow the crowd. People are going astray left and right. Who will you follow? I pray that it's Jesus. And then the last one we talked about was submitting love. Putting your whole life under His authority. In, in the light of that, will you say, when Je- what would you say when Jesus asked you, do you love me? What will you say? I want you to think, ponder that question. What will you say when Jesus asks you that question? Do you love me? James chapter 4, 7 and 8 says this. It says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But that joker's coming back. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye devil-minded. Wow. Lovest thou me more than these? Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. And feed my sheep. I'll close with that. I want you to ponder the question yourself. Do you love Jesus at all costs? Let's pray. Father God, it's once again that we come, Lord, just thanking you for this privilege and this opportunity to look into your word tonight. Lord God, we just thank you for the example that you gave us here of Peter, Lord God, when he denied you three times. And Lord, we wanted to throw stones at him. But Lord God, we all have been in the place where we have denied you. And Lord God, we ask for forgiveness. We just thank you for, Lord God, even as you questioned Peter to let him know where he stood. Lord God, he came to the point that he was going to have that supreme love, that suffering love, and that submitting love. Lord God, it's our prayer tonight that we can follow suit, that we follow you, Lord God, all the way to the cross, all the way to the grave. Lord God, we're not just going to die for you, we're going to live for you as well. And Lord God, my prayer tonight, if there's anyone here that don't know your son is your personal Savior, Tonight is that night. Lord God, they can know that they can be in the body of Christ if they simply confess their sins and say that I'm a sinner and I'm sorry for my sins. Lord, if they believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross and on the third day He rose from the grave with all power, the only thing they simply have to do is ask You to come into their heart. Lord God, I pray that they do that right now, Lord God. 
And Lord God, as we dismiss tonight, we ask for safety as we go. And we thank you for all that came tonight. For it's in your Son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.